0: Right, lads, not pissing around. I'm sorry. You can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you Shot. like.
1: What
2: a stop, from Ben! Ah! Darren Bent and Henderson. Yeah! Jordan, Henderson. Yeah!
0: Jordan, Henderson. Yeah! Jordan Henderson. I mean, that sort of stuff. It, it's been. We're better, we're bigger than that. That interview was just like the performance. Flat. What do you want him to do? Just fall at Gabriel's feet crying? I i mean, say something... We, we were doing what we'd done for 20 years, relaxing a nervous studio guest in the same way that you would in, in these conditions, um, and thought no more of it. We do um, have a big announcement, however, on the Friday Football Podcast to make. It's uh, waiting a while for this, uh, I must say, on, on that basis. Delighted to say, joining me on the Friday Football Podcast today is Joe Gilroy Hey. He's bothered his to turn up a week, but uh, in the other chair this a- week... A telegraph joke if ever there was one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's taking a, a full week, dig week to, also. Uh, to work on that. Uh, but in the other chair this week is not Dave McIntyre, somebody who actually, we believe, knows a little bit about football. Oh, yeah. His first official News Talk appointment... David Murphy. Thank you,
1: guys. Pleasure to be here. I want that uh, intro music every time.
0: Yeah.
1: You it just uh, get a bit annoying after a little while, though. It does yeah,
0: yeah. You've just come down from your uh, official photograph shoot. You left. Yeah. Well, in a nice sort of check attire, looking pretty uh, smart. With hang on, you changed your shirt as well. And he's got a jacket yes, on the back You of see, the
1: this chair. Is, this is <laughs> this is. I was just saying, to Adrian, I think this is a problem with, but the difference between sports people and marketing people. They say casual, I think, iron my t shirt coming to work.
2: Yeah. I would agree.
1: Yes. Their casual is take take the tie off. Right. So He's in the door.
2: Did you actually bring a tie? No. Or Did you
1: really bring a tie? Well actually I just brought my full suit in its bag from the wardrobe just in case. <laughs>
0: what? Eight Listen, minutes in the door. And then and on rule and the one
1: wagon. of commentary is, you know, be prepared. It's true. He's it's
0: alienated true. the marketing department already. He's eight minutes in the door. <laughs>
1: Be that Murphy fella. They're lovely people. I don't. I'd as long as they, long as is, they, they get ne- rid of two of these chins, they'll we'll be on a good never footing never from either. the off.
2: <laughs> they can't do that. They just can't. They don't have that power. <laughs> I've, so much I've Photoshop. Found out be. myself. Uh, right. Let's talk some football. I think. Um, yeah,
0: I do want to start with the official league table, which currently stands at Dave McIntyre with a correct seven predictions out of twenty so far. Because it's taken us long to get our. No, 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 don't, don't tell
2: us how it's out of. Just tell
1: us what the score. Uh, Did this start at the beginning of the season? In second position with
0: ten predictions out of twenty. And uh, topping the table with a massive 11 is myself. Doesn't, it hasn't been that difficult, that's in fairness. 11 out of 20. Your big pitfalls last week were both of you predicting that uh, West Brom and United were going to draw. Fools. 3-0. Yeah, that's
1: I fair.
2: also thought that Fulham would beat Cardiff, I think.
1: Fools.
0: I think yeah. I went with that one as well, actually.
1: I would, Yeah, I, I wouldn't have predicted Cardiff winning that no. quite as easily as they did.
2: No, I don't think anybody...
1: You're going to see a lot of that between now and the end of the season between 10, 11 teams down the bottom
2: If Cardiff survive it is one of the biggest indictments of Premier League football since 300 grand a week for Wayne Rooney So in two weeks Exactly
1: and what is wrong with Cardiff surviving? They've been awful. Yeah. But like, uh, Sonja came in and awful. everyone
0: expected there's going to be this great bounce because this totemic figure, this huge personality from mm. the Premier League was going to come in and have a positive impact. Of course mm. they did. Like the, the, the you called bro- him a
2: totemic figure. He's the, like, a baby-faced assassin cannot be right, totemic. The, the baby
1: yeah, he does come across quite baby-faced in his press conferences yeah. Have as you well, ever been this. to
0: Cardiff? Yes. Uh,
2: I didn't live yeah. there like it you. It
0: doesn't take a huge amount to be a totemic figure in Cardiff. And I, I, I saw Twintown. That's yeah, about. That's, I mean, that's, that's that's that's. I've been to Cardiff. Start. I was
2: at the. I was at the time they beat us with the Grand Slam. It's a bit like Mardi Gras. It's horrible.
0: Yeah, it is. It's t- one of the tiniest cities in the wor- cities in the world. It's like the city center is one street. But anyway, my point is at that the end. Ole will have been seen as this massive world star coming to town, and absolutely would have been expected to have some bounce effect. And that's really, I think, was that his second win? Was that a second ever- only win? At yeah, it's been Europe? pretty
1: poor when you look at the teams. Like four nil at home to Hull, that's
0: pretty bad. Yeah. They're um, the type of games you need to be getting something out of. But
2: FA Cup champions, Hall, of course, they're destined to win the the FA Cup this year. I
0: wanted to talk about some actual football to begin with, but we're already in Cardiff, so they're at uh, Everton in one of the three o'clock games on Saturday afternoon. Um, Everton win. Yeah. Well, it's
1: easy to predict, but you just wonder after last week in the cup with Everton, does that kind of stall their season? Is it going to be the opposite of David Moyes under Roberto Martinez, where Moyes Do you start so slowly and be brilliant? over the last few weeks and months I is, whereas they started quite well under Martínez but what was he doing last week putting the subkeeper in goal
2: uh, I don't know I, I would agree with you uh, this nonsense that you stick to a rule and you play him for the whole season there there are some advocates in the sports department <laughs> no.
0: Adrian might be one of them listen I'm just saying you get- make
2: you make a deal with a player you've got to stick with it no you don't you're the manager well,
1: this you're- is a multi 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 million pound game Everton they don't win trophies this is such a brilliant opportunity for them yeah, yeah. you play your best team especially when you've got a great keeper like tim howard i, I actually agree. think it's everton insane. have
0: been and i don't i don't actually buy into the idea of luck so i'm going to phrase it slightly differently i think everton have been unfortunate i think that they're if you try and compare that with tottenham who obviously are most likely not going to get fourth place but certainly in the, in, in that running for fifth I would consider Everton to be equally as good a team as uh, Tottenham and I think they've been unfortunate. Obviously the loss to Tottenham hasn't really helped them but I think they've been unfortunate in terms of, if you compare the two teams I don't think Everton are lacking anything. Um,
2: strength and depth.
0: Yeah, Spurs but, have but, much bigger squad. Right, that idea of strength and depth actually is an interesting one but if you look at any team across the Premier League at the minute, which of them have strengthened in depth? Well, Spurs in have of strength of and depth
2: are. compared depth compared to Everton. Like
0: Spurs well have
1: Spurs last, last week didn't have any of their new signings in their starting 11 so they can call on that.
2: Yeah, I, I mean... And I still think that last week's performance against Chelsea wasn't as bad as the score No this suggested.
1: is the first half Tottenham were excellent and ben, They were the better team
2: And Bento Lab's miss was But they've no backbone
1: whatsoever which they've shown time and time again this season that when the going gets tough they just roll over yeah. again and again Like the beatings they have taken
2: Like Adebayor comes in when uh, Soldado's not scoring and scores Lukaku goes out and Everton don't have anybody who can come in and score That's why mm. they're six points clear
1: does or score? Well
0: Not very day, often yeah,
1: yeah.
2: No It's true He did last week So The week before So he's almost back
0: uh, F- Everton have a pretty winnable march as well they have Cardiff, Swansea and Newcastle and then Fulham Spurs last six games like if there's going to be any doubt they just need to see themselves through the next few weeks their last six games Sunderland, West Brom Fulham, Stoke, West Ham and Villa like, see are those games
1: pick... as easy now no because well, they're they all gotten. those sides are going Villa, to be fighting for Villa, survival Villa
0: on the last day are going to be free from, from, uh, from that battle West Ham most likely really? well. Stoke most likely Uh, Fulham will probably be gone down.
2: Honestly, I do this with John Giles sometimes. He just goes, stop, 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 stop. On paper, they look like easy games. But the games aren't played on paper, yeah.
0: I think if you're Cardiff,
1: you're thinking, this is a good time to play Everton. Fulham, Everton have to go to Fulham. Fulham, you think this is a good time to play to Everton. There's only really three teams who have nothing left to play for. Everton, Newcastle, Southampton.
0: Everton are... Five points back from Tottenham currently and they have two games in hand. But, yeah, they but they're not really going to
1: finish it. in the top four. I know they're ahead of Manchester United but United have a lot to play for between now and the
0: end of the season. Yeah. Everton, not so much. i have just talk myself into Everton will definitely get fifth here, Above uh, above Tottenham? They do, I, I agree with the depth aspect of things. Actually, do you, that's you want re- bet on that actually? Really interesting. What, what you, I see what an what opportunity you, to make, you, make a lot, you, lot of money <laughs> here. <laughs> what are you offering? I'll take whatever <laughs> you want. I, I, I'm sounding I'm like Colin Parkinson here back in Everton so so highly. Let's, let's, let's forget about that bet for a second. Spurs um, minus
2: five points. A, a lot of I mean, Spurs I mean, Spurs the, minus the season. Five. Yeah, they're five points clear.
0: Yeah, but so is that, are you saying that they're going to finish five points clear of Everton?
2: I'm saying that Spurs will finish ahead of Everton.
0: By five points? No, All not right. by five Just points. Just ahead.
1: But Everton, you're th- you say have two games in hand, so that's points six, in the bag, six surely. points in the
0: bag, yeah. Uh, well, you'd imagine three of them are going to come against uh, Cardiff. Martinez says this week, Everton looking for a reaction, uh, which I always feel is kind of the almost the last vestige of the desperate it's uh, kind of when. well that's your uh, I just your wonder record?
1: with these on loan players at Everton it's kind of that Adebayor situation again is someone like Lukaku going to be outstanding for the last 6-7 weeks because he wants to earn himself a move to Everton or to earn himself a spot mm-hmm. at Chelsea next season or does he just go Well, look it I'm back to Chelsea I want to stay way. fit for the World Cup I don't want to get injured well, I'll just ride it out till the end of the season.
2: It's very difficult to know because there's two scenarios there. One, he plays really well and plays really well in the World Cup, and the next contract he gets is 150 grand versus 80 grand. That's a big motivation.
1: But he still has quite a few years left at Chelsea. They, I guess is there anything he can do to impress to get out Chelsea? Chelsea. Mm, can I, he get out of Chelsea? I,
2: I don't. Well, I don't think he's going to go back to Chelsea. I don't think he's going to get back in, into that team. It doesn't look like the more the Stuff that Mourinho was saying Lukaku knows why he's not here I wish he'd shut up And right. he's been
1: hinting that they're going to buy a striker mm. in the summer Yeah
0: Or else he's just going to put some faith in Demba Ba who was on the pitch I don't know 15 minutes the other night scored two scored, goals Well
1: two softer goals what's, what's
0: happened to this guy Well actually no let's not get into that at all We need to wrap up on uh, Everton Cardiff for the minute uh, Everton we Get on to that Everton all around A draw I presume. A draw We've had uh, you're obviously not a great listener to the Friday football podcast. I am because we all the time um, have these discussions quite regularly, and they normally surround McIntyre, but that he just tends to go for all, all the draws. <laughs> and Jar insists that statistically, the draws almost never happen. They never happen. Although you did go for a couple yourself last week. Yeah, I did. But um, they do happen
1: the odd time. The odd time, it's
2: they always look like they're big odds. They're generally 130
0: to about the draw. 15 to
1: four for a draw between Everton and Cardiff. It's almost four to one. You got to play the stats. It's money in the, the bank is what I'm saying
0: too. Actually, I don't know how we're going to get. We'll have to do, come up with some sort of a Duckworth Lewis method or something. To get you involved here, but we'll uh, we'll figure some out. Of you some can have the
2: same, same points as Dave. That works for me.
0: Really? Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for Everton there. They've won their last five at home in a row. I don't think Cardiff are going to offer up anything today. Hull City against Manchester City is the early start on Saturday. Um, definitely a tale of two cities here. Um, Manchester City. Not anymore,
2: um, Adrian. Hull Tigers. Oh, the Hull City, City, but the
0: Hull City Tigers. Um, City have lost the last two games obviously one of those to Wigan they beat Sunderland at the League Cup only scraped past Stoke um, before we talk about the specifics of this game what's wrong with City at the minute?
1: Sergio Aguero not being back. fully fit Yeah, but well he's not back he got injured again last night mm. so well they're saying it's a muscle problem and he might only be a week or so but if, if if Aguero doesn't play the majority of their remaining games they won't win the league I think it's pretty simple he's he, it's himself Suarez, Azar are the key guys. And if when, when he's not around, Jeco is, is fine. Negredo did well at the start, but he's gone off form mm. in the last few Depend, weeks. So
2: depends on
0: Aguero.
1: Aguero is the X-factor that yeah. City need.
2: Aguero is the world-class player on their books. Silva probably getting there. Yaya yeah, yeah, Torre, Torre close. But Yaya Torre is also... Like when Diddy Hamann said he's a liability in midfield, what he meant was Yaya Torre isn't going to dominate the game, keep possession, crush the opposition through his energy. He's going to score a lot of amazing goals as one-offs, but yeah. uh, I'd much rather a reliable Javi than um, a slightly unpredictable...
1: Yeah, and I think I think when City were at their best earlier in the season, they had a pretty consistent 11 of... our front six anyways, with Yaya Toure and Fernandinho behind him doing all that kind of donkey yeah. work. Yeah. So Toure, he didn't have to track back. Nasri Silva, Aguero and Negredo. Whereas well, over the last few weeks, it's, it's just been changing plus constantly. Plus
0: on, on Toure... City are so shit at the back he invariably has had to play in central defence over the last while as well which isn't helping their cause now none of this explains why they were beaten by Wigan because it shouldn't matter Like Aguero is this amazing player but surely Manchester City and it's a conversation we had before about Manchester United that fair enough um, they've been some of the bigger teams but why aren't they doing away with these other teams like why didn't City beat Wigan
1: why, why do shocks ever happen their head isn't in the right place they're no, thinking they, ahead to Barcelona the Wigan game was
2: because he wore a, a hoodie I mean that's 100% Stoke, QED 1-0. he just
1: bought outside for beating, beating,
2: beating Stoke 1-0 is absolutely legitimate I mean all of the great teams when they win leagues mm-hmm. scratch wins away They're the from wins home. you look back at at the like end
1: of the ten, season and say that's why they, they won the
0: title. The, the Jose first year. Um, yeah, but I mean, so if that's a one-off you're going to go, you know, fair enough, but here's a City team who were beating teams 3 or 4-0 earlier on the season. Not, they're a, complete, not
2: away from home they weren't.
0: They weren't, but they're a completely different team now than they were six months ago, for example.
2: Uh, well, actually, I thought that the team that started the game, if Aguero is fit during the week against Barcelona, was an excellent side mm. and very well balanced, brilliant power, pace, and connectivity in midfield. And if they start with roughly, I mean, it'll be Dzeko up front and...
1: Negredo, presumably.
2: Probably De Michaelis centre-back instead of uh, Lascott because he seems to prefer him. I don't know. you know.
1: Di Michaelis has got a hard time over the past few weeks. Whereas company gets away with murder. Really? The, the first leg against Barcelona. It was Company who played Messi on yet not a word is said to Michaelis Okay, it was a rash, stupid tackle. Mm. But pretty much mo- 99% of footballers do the same thing. Let him score. Footballers don't let you score.
0: But that's stupid.
1: It, uh, it might be stupid, but it's also not they, 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 99.9% of footballers will just let will just clatter him.
0: The criticism of Dimakhelis isn't also just based around that tackle which No, it's not. Kind of he's he's not the
1: greatest center back in the Premier League. But Company I don't think has had as good a season as previous years. He Company,
2: and, and, company's not untouchable it's true absolutely but if you find the right partner for a company and you know the way your partner's supposed to help your well they think
1: they have the partner
0: I suppose improve. in Stasic but
1: he's been injured for, for so long
2: yeah you need greater strength and depth I think Yeah, that's, that's, that's
0: exactly the point and the greater question is that since 2008 City have spent 582 million net on transfers how in the name of hell have they ended up with Jolien Lescott as Granted, not a first pick, but as things currently stand, with the players available, well, they first, spent what twenty-two choice.
1: million on Julian Lescott at the time. But at, I think at the time Julian Lescott was seen
0: as the best. Who who's youngish who seen English, English centre back yeah. he around? Wasn't, he wasn't as good as Richard Dunn at that time. <sighs>
2: uh, we, we chronically overrate Richard Dunn. Chronically yes. in this well, country, overrate Richard
0: Dunn. And as much as we overrate Richard Dunn, Julian Lescott is uh, multiplied by ten. The but guy,
2: who who's overrating him? Sorry, we, we're not. We're saying well, that at the time the, the money was spent yeah. was too much. Manchester but he was, a, he was a reasonable English defender and they wanted some English players. They had to pay the Manchester City premium, which is probably 10 million. You're paying an English premium, which is probably another 5 million. And so this I'm 7 saying, million player is 22 million.
0: Get somebody you can do who? who's going to. Who?
2: I don't know. Who, who what what English, what other time. English centre back can you sign? Or sign Gary why Cahill
1: you... or someone like that. And you've probably got the exact same problem. Especially when Lescott isn't playing and every week. You're He's basically throwing choice. Lescott in and saying yeah. go up against Barcelona and here play as if you've been playing forty games a season.
2: The money the money is is interesting and five hundred and eighty two million net is a very stark figure, but it's actually irrelevant because Manchester City are so rich, it doesn't matter how much money they spend. It's the same with Paris Saint-Germain now. It doesn't matter how much this team costs because the money is being printed faster than they can mm. spend it.
0: But if you're spending it, my point would be that they're spending it or have spent it on the wrong players.
1: They probably did in the past, but the problem is there's so many rich clubs at the moment and there's so few good centre-backs just focusing on that position that, say, someone like Thiago Silva... Paris Saint-Germain are going to sell him to Manchester City.
2: He's now probably worth about £100 to be honest. Because there is... Look at the centre-back partnerships in all of the clubs in the Premier League and there is no good duo who you would say, this is an unimpeachable, brilliant... Partnership.
0: Cahill and Terry probably. Cahill and Terry
1: have probably that. been the best over the past few weeks.
2: Mm. However, Cahill and Terry were also awful at the start of the season, and it took a massive summit meeting from Chelsea mm-hmm. around Christmas when he had an extra week to work with them. And there was a big hoo ha about the defence needs support from the midfield, and you've seen that that uh, whoever the two are in front actually coming back to help that. Mm. It's like,
1: impossible to know if a partnership is going to work. You just have to look at who, who are going, Manchester City going to sign this summer. Someone who would probably be interested in is Daniel Agger who they might spend twenty-five million quid on in that Liverpool defence at the moment? He looks terrible because yeah. he doesn't have a good partner either. Yeah. So will Agar and company work? You'd think it should, but Agar is injury prone. Next thing, he's only playing ten games out in the first half of the
0: season. There's no so you're chance.
2: Stuck with, to... You're stuck with Jolene Lescott.
1: Yeah. Again.
2: Yeah. So look,
0: we're, I, I we're back. We're back to that point. Oh, look, I just think I look. If you're spending. 582 million net I just think you can end up with somebody better than Johnny Lescott that was my basic point which has taken us 10 minutes to um, dance around but road. maybe
1: that's the only there's not many positions where they haven't bought well no they're midfields they've
2: a glittering array of stars mm. the strikers I mean I don't think Jacko is all that I'd like to see a bit more of Stefan Jovetic, but he's been injured so
0: Anybody have any strong feelings on uh, Pellegrini and whether he's actually the right man for the job? If you don't, let's not get into it greatly because we're going to move on and talk about some other Give stuff. Give him a second season, I yes, think. Yes, so, definitely. Uh, man City to win, I presume. Around the table. <clears <clears <throat> just back table. Ah, come yeah, on! Early, early kickoff. Come yeah, on! Bit, what? Away game. 60 hours really after well. playing like, Barcelona. Commit, commit yourselves.
1: I was over in Hull a few weeks ago for their match against Chelsea and... They kept it really, really tight for the first hour and then Hazard took them apart in the last kind of 25 minutes, half an hour. Really good midfield with Myler, Huddleston, Livermore. I, I just think City might, I'd, it might be a 1-0 to City but it'll Manchester, be a struggle.
0: Just to clarify, Manchester City. Manchester
1: City. City. I, I, I thought so, we decided so, we are calling so them the Tigers. And,
0: and at the end of all that, you're going for Manchester City. Jer. Yeah, okay, I'm going to go for City. Uh, and go Jesus Christ, It's 30 seconds. Narrowly, you get bonus wasted. points for giving the correct score? No, you get... Taking away points, for wasting our time suggesting that Hull might actually get something out of this game. Uh, Fulham against Newcastle. Wouldn't is, be surprised, oh, Jesus, he's still going. Um, last weekend, Fulham, uh, I would suggest, were confirmed as the shittest team in the league. And if they weren't before Martin Yall left, that they certainly are now. Another week down, Felix McGath continues to flog uh, Dad's army. Um, and you kind of wonder if anyone's told him there's only nine games to go in the season. Um, Fulham win for me? Really?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: I, don't well, know. You, I, I worry I, the I, I, would, I, would, uh, I worry, being, on the bench. That I worry would about a, 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 a team that. that's say like I was looking at Fulham yesterday. Steve Sidwell is probably their best player. Now, yeah. That is not a
2: good sign. Yeah. Martin you all made him look like a realistic Premier League player and I I, think I was going to go
1: with Martin the line Yall. of they don't have a str- they don't have anyone to score goals but you look at the bottom 7 or 8 there's 4 or 5 of them that don't have a great striker someone who's going to score the 5 or 6 goals over the closing weeks but uh, Fulhammer. I think Fulham gone. gone
0: and this is what I'm basing on I think that um, Felix Magath and we know Brian Kerr was in those a couple of weeks ago and spoke about how he chatted to Damien Duff and Damien Duff told him that they hate the sight of Magath coming towards them because they know that it's uh, flood time now Jordan much for all his creativeness um, created havoc uh, for Cardiff last week from corner and set, corners and set pieces. And I kind of wonder, why is Felix Magath not spending hours and hours and hours with his team and telling him how to defend a set piece rather he than is, running obviously. them around a the pitch? He is, obviously. Well, I'm just telling you what uh, has come from... That, maybe fourth, what we fourth, think fourth, is hours and hours
1: isn't enough because they they want their pre-season where they yeah. put this plan into action.
0: But Brian
2: Carey didn't say that they weren't doing set pieces.
0: I think with nine games to go, however much time he's spending flogging a bunch of players that are... Uh, decidedly the wrong side of 30 as an average age is not the way to go for Felix McGath.
1: what I want to know is Alan Pardew says he's going to watch this this match in a hotel room with members of the Newcastle technical staff with him with the technical staff with him what TV station in the world is going to be showing Fulham against Newcastle a Dodge dodgy dodgy uh, stream stream, yes is he going to be on Twitter an hour beforehand he's not
0: supposed to have any contact with his coaching staff when he's when he's serving the stadium ban.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah but he can have contact with the technical staff who can then have contact with.
0: But that's completely against the spirit of the ban. Well what?
2: Footballers <laughs> not fully I'm not saying football that football management look, team trying to flagrantly breach rules.
0: Shocker? he'll be in a laundry basket next year. That's what you'll be uh, which you'll be thrown out there. Um so yeah, he serves the first of that seven game ban. Uh John Carver takes over this weekend.
2: We've uh, Seven other games to go through. In like New four so Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle well, are if you were
0: talking on about uh, how Hull City were going to beat Man City earlier, we actually might have got through through those. Newcastle I'm gonna going gonna for Newcastle this. and Nathan. Newcastle yeah. and Jer is going for Fulham. Yeah. Uh, Southampton against Norwich. Uh, we had Ray Houghton on last weekend, and he was saying that Houghton uh, had taken off Hoolan during that game for Johnny Housen. With 25 minutes to go, Norwich were one 0 up uh, at the time. Scor- Stoke scored five minutes later. Uh, they went out to 10 players, it finished 1-1 and it kind of... I'd, I'd been doing a bit of research in Norwich the previous week and figured out that they'd been playing all these different formations over the previous weeks in different players in different spots and it kind of strikes me at this time, this late in the season, Chris still hasn't got a real handle on what it is he's doing. And you, well Wes
1: Hoolahan's Prime example of that You fear for them yeah.
0: Well like he's a guy Who came in and scored After a couple of minutes Against uh, Villa This yeah. week And then was this Great creative force And they take him Off the pitch
2: We should um, do one word For these games And then talk a little bit About the big games That we have live Well my on one Sunday. word
0: On Southampton Norwich Is Southampton Draw
2: I'm going to go With Southampton We
0: have not told you About the draws Nathan Stoke against West Ham uh, West Ham for me Stoke Stoke Sunderland Crystal Palace I'm going for Sunderland here Troll <laughs> Palace. He's still sticking with the draws. Swansea, West Brom. Swansea for me. Yeah. Ooh, Swansea. Yeah. That's a full. That's a clean sweep, lads. Uh, the 5:30 game on Saturday's is Villa against uh, Chelsea. In the big storyline this week that Joe's are saying he'd rather be in City's shoes. That they've uh, games in hand. I was reading some uh, piece by Miguel Delaney this week, and he says that the stats since 1970 show that seven of 12 teams who'd been in City's position have got the job done, where five have failed. Uh, Chelsea's win in 2010 was the only instance since 98 and even that was just they only just one game in hand would you rather be the are you a bird in the hand or uh, two in the bush Ger?
2: Chelsea's circumstance is far superior to Manchester City's at the moment given Manchester City's situation with Sergio Aguero missing like the, the, those five seven versus five one of those team changes with 50-50 so 50. with Aguero
0: in the team you're, you're, you'd rather be City
2: yeah with Aguero in the team I'd be happy
0: but Would you rather be City is what I'm asking you?
2: No, I, I, Chelsea of
1: no, course. I want the points. Yeah. Also, you look at Chelsea's fixtures. They've got Arsenal at home in a couple of weeks or, or next week and I think they've Liverpool away and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah that's exactly it. Yeah. A lot of dross over the nine games.
1: And Mourinho is the king of winning those games. Winning them 1-0, 2-0 against the tough little teams towards the end of the season. I th- yeah, it's going to be... What, what's interesting is that if Chelsea win on Saturday there'll be 10 points ahead of Liverpool and Arsenal before the matches on Sunday. And it's, it's hard... Mm to see either of them coming back from that
0: There's not much of a case for Villa here Gerrard would uh, would suspect There's a reasonable case for Villa actually their performance against
2: uh, Norwich Benteke's recent form the fact that they've done okay against Chelsea in a Monday night game a couple of seasons ago um, they've given Chelsea trouble at home however Villa's home form for the rest of the season bar last week I think the four goals they scored represented something like 25% of their season long tally at home It's Uh, all
1: down to Benteke really with Villa if he gets it in between Cahill and Terry,
2: yeah, he, he,
1: and yeah like,
2: since the game where he scored the amazing overhead bicycle kick he's also had one of the worst misses
1: <laughs> for Belgium
2: in history mm. from two yards out and, you know, he laughed about it afterwards they went on to win the game it was only friendly but um, yeah so he you pays your money you take your choice I'm going Chelsea
0: yeah, Chelsea. i got Chelsea. On to Sunday, our two live commentary games are United against Liverpool. Uh, Dave is alongside John Anderson on this one. Uh, was reading, we spoke a little bit about Liverpool defence a earlier on, obviously, just to tease that out a bit more. I was reading uh, someone in The Guardian this week saying that it's only defensive mistakes in this reporter's words uh, that may make people doubt Liverpool. Only defensive mistakes. Like I kind of would have thought that's the very basis for everything else you do. And Liverpool have turned into we'll score. F- you might score three, but we'll score four.
1: Yeah, and that's the way they're going to have to continue. But I think the reason they're so bad defensively is they've no protection in front of the back four whatsoever. They're so good going forward. Gerrard, you could sit there all day and talk about him. And has he? He's such a lack of discipline in the position he's meant to be playing. Lucas is back. Actually, he played in a reserve, an under twenty one game during the week, so he might make a difference. Who you would drop? For Lucas, I'm not quite sure. But I just think, I feel sorry for the back four times because so many of Liverpool's goals come and you see when they're on the counter-attack, they lose possession and the defence are just all over the shop. It's
2: uh, he's gotten a lot of credit recently. Sterling didn't start one of the, the away game at Southampton, is that right? Yeah,
1: because basically they had played their front four all the time and been dominated. I think it was even the Villa game. Villa dominated them in midfield because they were so light.
2: Yeah. Uh, but by not playing him, it shows that he has the potential to mix it up and still have Suarez and Sturridge play beautifully together. So I wouldn't be terribly surprised if you see a vaguely defensive structure here, but actually still a Liverpool win.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go for uh, Liverpool by myself on that basis. United, it's bad. It. Uh, we just need to wrap up here. So Nathan, you and Stephen Hunter at Tottenham Arsenal on uh, Sunday afternoon as well. A 6-1 to somebody, but who?
1: <laughs> well, I think... Just during my research, the home side has won the last six North London derbies. Oh, yeah. So it was, it's so difficult to sell this one this time because Tottenham, what happens after what Sherwood said last mm. week? I know they've had this clear the air meeting it's and about all that. A
0: two but hour clear the air. Sandro's come in and said, it's great, we can all kind of relax with each other now. And if somebody's playing shit, we feel fine to turn around and tell them that. Which is kind of, uh, I, in some ways, you kind of just go to presume that a lot of this stuff happens in. This sort of level of sport, anyway, but apparently not. Um, and obviously, Wenger's had to deal with Nicholas Bentner pulling down his cax in Copenhagen this week, so that might distract him a little bit. They have a lot
1: of injuries, Arsenal as well. Yeah. I just think Arsenal will win this one. That they want it more. Spurs' season could peter out under Sherwood. Yeah. I'm going for a draw here. I'm going go for a Spurs win. Yeah. Spurs all the best week. efforts.
2: Best of luck, Nathan.
0: Cheers. Thanks, it's guys. A debut to forget. Join us again next week. Hopefully, things will improve over the next two days. Where we are, where